However, the COVID vaccines work a little different. You mentioned a few of them. Well, you mentioned most of them, actually. So in the U.S., the ones being used are Moderna, Pfizer, and, well, Johnson & Johnson, right? That, was, that one was put on pause, but I believe it's back on now. Are you interested in improving your health and fitness? I know you are. So I made a podcast all about transforming your life with a change mindset, good nutrition, and effective exercise. Head to supremeholisticfitness.com to find out more. Trust me, it's life-changing. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Supreme Holistic Fitness Podcast. And I've got a special treat for you. Within the podcast today, I'll be interviewing Dr. Jamila. Before I actually start chatting with Dr. Jamila Belgrave, I'm just going to read her bio so you'll have an idea of who or the knowledge you'll be getting. You'll be getting really, really good knowledge as it relates to health and fitness. So Dr. Jamila is a family physician based in Trinidad and Tobago. She attended Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia, where she obtained a Bachelor of Science degree in biology in 2003. In 2009, Dr. Belgrave graduated from St. George's University in Grenada, where she obtained her medical degree. Dr. Belgrave is also the holder of an MBA from St. George's University and a postgraduate diploma in family medicine from Middlesex University in the United Kingdom. Since returning to her home country of Trinidad, Dr. Belgrave worked for many years in the emergency department where she gained a wealth of experience and she currently serves as a district medical officer in outpatient clinics of Eastern Trinidad. Dr. Belgrave also has a private family medicine practice where she operates also in East Trinidad. She's a firm believer that we need good health in order to fulfill the calling of God in our lives. Amen. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Jamila. No problem. It's a pleasure and a privilege to have you because we know we're in for a treat and we're going to get some knowledge as it relates to our health and fitness. So we're in the midst of a pandemic, COVID, and right now the numbers seem to be going up in Trinidad. But we just want to look at health on the whole, because even though we'll be, of course, you know, talking about what's going on currently in the world today as it relates to the pandemic, health, it's been around for a long time. The challenges people have with their health, it's been out there for a while. And you know it more so than the average person because you deal with a lot of patients on a regular basis. Um, so what have you learned working with people and what are the things that they continually do that negatively impacts their health? Wow, okay. Um, it's a very loaded question, Kion. I think human nature um, is that people don't really see about their health until something happens, until they're very sick, until they feel pain. So they don't see the need to really take care of themselves once they're feeling fine. 
So that is, is human nature. And what tends to happen is when you're not, when you don't feel well, it, you feel like it comes out of the blue, but technically it was something that was possibly brewing all the time. So because you didn't do, you know, all the lifestyle recommendations that I know you recommend with exercise and fitness and good health, sometimes, you know, all of a sudden they become unwell and that's the time they send tend to seek help or seek medical attention. And for some, it might be too late by that point. But human nature, people tend to wait till they feel ill before they really take care of their bodies and their health. And that is so true. Um, we are very pro, um, we are very reactive. We are not proactive. In other words, we don't do the things that's necessary to prevent illnesses or chronic, anything chronic that's going to come up in the future. So we react to it. Now, even before, as it relates to me, before people actually do or get involved in an exercise program, I recommend a checkup because you really don't know what's going on in the body. You only see the outside, but you don't see the inside. So one of the things, you know, that's always recommended is that people do a medical checkup to make sure they have a clean bill of health, make sure they don't have any issues so that they can actually start an exercise program. So let's just say I have someone who's interested in starting a program. They haven't exercised in a while and I send them by you to do a medical checkup. What are some of the things you usually would look for or check up with as it relates to doing a medical checkup before they start an exercise program? Um, well, first things first is you should know your family history and you don't have to go way back. At least know if your mother and father and your siblings, we call those first degree relatives, you know, your parents and your siblings, vertical and horizontal, what medical conditions they have, if any. Right, so like diabetes and high blood pressure. Um, find out if they have high cholesterol, that kind of thing, because some, most diseases are genetic, right? They run in a family. So even if you don't have those diseases, now you have a predisposition, you are at risk of developing them at future. So before you go to your doctor, you should have that basic information. And then as you said, a general physical, I recommend, you know, at least once for the year, if you don't have many medical conditions around your birthday is a good time to remember. You don't think of a birthday gift as a checkup, but that's a great birthday gift to yourself, right? You go to your family medicine doctor, your GP doctor, and you know, have your blood pressure checked, your blood sugar checked, check your weight, your BMI, and your urine. Um, and they should also, you should do some basic blood work to check your cholesterol and your triglycerides because those two go hand in hand and I see are often elevated, especially in our culture, right? So at least once a year before you want to embark on an exercise re regime to get it okay from your doctor. So you, you know your family history and you know your basic numbers. Okay. You mentioned blood work and that's something, you know, uh, sometimes people don't really see the importance or they really just don't know because, you know, life is actually in the blood. You mentioned when they do blood work, you 
look for their cholesterol readings. Um, is there anything else you look for when they do blood work? Well, I, I tend to request, encourage patients to test what I see from my experience is most likely elevated. Um, your blood count, well, blood count is not normally elevated, but it's always good to check your complete blood count. That's a breakdown of your white blood cells, your red blood cells, and your, your blood count. White blood cells shows level of infection, right? That is basic. Your kidney function is always good, and your cholesterol and your triglycerides. Those are the ones I would highly recommend. The other things you, you know, you normally only check if there's an issue, like liver, thyroid, if there's some symptomology that might trigger your doctor wanting to do those things. But at least... You know, as I said, blood pressure, blood sugar, urine, and in terms of blood work, your blood count, complete blood count, your kidney function, and your lipid profile. I'm sure people with lipid profile, full lipid profile would be good and bad cholesterol, HDL and LDL, as well as your total cholesterol. But sometimes if, you know, depending on your limitations, at least your total cholesterol and your triglycerides, if you can't do the full lipid profile. Okay. Now, it's challenging, you know, to stay healthy during these times. Gyms, um, they have a certain limit in terms of how many people could enter. Um, publics, any public type of workouts or anything like that, people are a bit skeptical. They prefer, you know, to stay indoors most of the time. Um, let's say someone, they give themselves the gift of health. So it's their birthday, they decide to come for a checkup and everything thing seems to be doing okay. Uh, what would you recommend, you know, as a doctor, even though they could come to me, you know, for exercise, are there any simple things they can do at home to stay healthy during these times? Well, if you think, if you're talking, you're talking about exercise in particular, or overall, overall lifestyle. Overall lifestyle. Overall lifestyle, well, of course, diet. Everybody's talking about during the school, but they're home, so they're eating more. And a little bit of, you know, sometimes frustration. You can't do what you want to do. Um, mental health is a whole spectrum. You know, you can't do all your activities. You can't see your family. And some people cope by eating and not necessarily eating the right thing. So... At home is hard, but it's to try to have a balanced diet. It's just so much easier said than done, but you have to try. And in terms of our balanced diet, just um, some key. Well, I always, I have an, a plate diagram that I normally make a quick diagram of. You know, your plate needs to be colorful. It's off, funny enough, the things that we tend to eat are not often colorful. Fried, I mean, fast food is not colorful flour, bread, you know, those things aren't colorful, but I try to say, let half your plate be vegetable, salad, colors. If you remember, you just look at your plate and see what is my plate colorful. Yes, you can have your starch, flowers, rice, potatoes, and those things a little bit. Your protein is your chicken and fish. Most try to do white meat as opposed to the reds, which is the pork, beef, and those things, they tend to be not as healthy for you and colors when you plate veg and then some basics not so much sugar not so much salt you know more fiber more water you don't have to be like a dietitian you know counting calories 
We just try and have a balanced meal. Um, less processed food, that's a tricky one because the processed food are the fastest ones. You know, all the sausages and the hot dogs, they cook really fast, but try not to eat too much of that all the time. Eat food in their natural state. It's like, you know, chicken breasts as opposed to chicken nuggets, you know? So you try to choose food in their least processed states, um, as much water as possible. So, you know, that's diet alone. And of course, exercise, you know, everybody has a device in their hand. So whatever you could come up with, you know, there's online exercise routines if you never exercised before. Of course, this is after going to your doctor, of course, after checking with you. Some basic cardio is about 20 minutes to 30 minutes, you know, three to five times a week. The other thing is to find time. Same way to, you know, when we would, gyms are open is to find the time at which you. Some people is early morning, some people is after work, but you have to find some time in your schedule. And if that's not ideal, you know, it's a brisk walk in your neighborhood, nearest park, a brisk walk down the street. Um, simpler things too that you don't even think about, taking the elevator instead of the stairs, taking the stairs, yeah. sorry, instead of the elevator parking a little further from where you have to go, you don't have to get the nearest parking spot to the entrance, make a brisk walk. These things sometimes done. Some people have, I know lots of patients who have exercise equipment home and don't even use it. You know, it's piled up with clean laundry, a bike, a thing, you know. So it's, you know, we're cooped up, but we have to try the best that we can. Yes, and you mentioned a lot of different things. Um, we all have a device in our hands. So the time you take scrolling through social media to look at someone's cat, we can maybe jump on YouTube and look, do a 10-minute video and totally knock out an exercise that you know would help you in the long run. It's an investment into your future. Again, you keep giving yourself the gift of health, right? You mentioned, you know, people, those who actually do have equipment, there are some people who say they don't have equipment, so they're not going to do anything. Some people have equipment and it's just packed up under the bed or it's just in a corner and it's being used for something else, you know, taking it out and just changing your whole mindset towards health. You have the, you now have the opportunity to improve your health versus uh, I got to get on a treadmill and I got to do this workout. You basically changing your views on everything. And once you do that, you on your path or you're on the way to being healthy and having a healthier lifestyle. Now we know what's going on in the world today with COVID. And we also know that there are vaccines that are out there. I know there are different names. There's the Johnson & Johnson, there's the Moderna, there's the AstraZeneca, and all these different types of vaccine. But I know as a doctor, you would have, you're familiar with vaccines. What exactly that does a vaccine do to your body? So... Vaccines, as we all know, we got, most of us got vaccinated as children. And I think the more common narrative is that a vaccine is a mild form of the virus or disease that, you know, you're trying to protect yourself against so that 
when your body does encounter that virus or disease in the future, you have already seen it and your body can react to it faster, quicker, um, and you would not get as sick as if you didn't have the vaccine and didn't encounter that virus or disease before. However, the COVID vaccines work a little different. You mentioned a few of them. Well, you mentioned most of them actually. So in the US, the ones being used are Moderna, Pfizer, and well, Johnson & Johnson, right? That, was, that one was put on pause, but I believe it's back on now. Those are mRNA vaccines. So mRNA is simply genetic material right they do not actually use the COVID-19 virus itself as we know it with like childhood vaccines for these COVID vaccines here so the mRNA is genetic material from the COVID-19 virus that gives our cells instructions on how to make a harmless protein unique to the virus. The spike protein, I'm sure you've seen the drawings of the virus, like a little circle ball with these little spikes. So the vaccine gives our cell instructions on how to make the harmless spike protein unique to the virus. After our cells makes copies of this harmless protein, the genetic material is destroyed. The genetic material from the vaccine is destroyed, right? So then our bodies will respond to the protein after it makes the copies, after getting instructions from the vaccine, it triggers an immune response. And that's when we build antibodies, right? To remember how to fight the COVID-19 virus if we are infected in the future. So that that last part of the process, they trigger an immune response as when some, you might have body pains, fever, chills, and that's just your body, you know, taking note, memorizing this protein, aha. Uh -huh. So if I see COVID-19 in the future, I'll be a bit more prepared. You would have seen it before, um, and you'll be able to fight it better as opposed to if you did not get the vaccine. The AstraZeneca vaccine works a little differently. AstraZeneca has been used widely in the UK and the eastern part of the world, and AstraZeneca is a vaccine we received here in Trinidad. I got my first dose of AstraZeneca vaccine about two and a half weeks ago. So the AstraZeneca uses DNA, also genetic material, that is a little more rugged than the mRNA genetic material that we just discussed from the other vaccines. So researchers added a gene for the coronavirus spike protein to another virus called adenovirus, right? Adenovirus is a common virus that typically causes cold. So it's a modified version of the chimpanzee adenovirus that can enter cells but cannot replicate inside of them. So once the vaccine is injected, the adenovirus latches onto proteins on our cell surface. The cells engulf the virus in a bubble, pull it inside the adenovirus, then enters the heart of the cell called the nucleus where DNA is stored. There's a process that occurs where there's multiple steps, you know, not to get too complicated, where the information is copied into mRNA and then 
the same spike protein that we've been talking about are assembled, recognized by our immune system. We mount a response and that is how we commit it to memory, right? And in future, if we encounter the coronavirus, our body recognizes that something familiar saw before, once you are vaccinated and be able to react um, to the virus quickly and better. Wow. Simple and really clear in terms of how this um, these vaccines work to help with fighting the COVID virus. So you've heard a, a lot there. Now you know prevention is better than um, trying to cure something. So you do all you can to prevent yourself from getting the COVID-19. And even as it's spreading, what are some things, you know, and we can never hear enough of this, what are some of the preventative things people can do so that they prevent the spread of this virus? We've all heard a million times, the mask wearing is mandatory in Trinidad, mandatory in most places now. It's, you know, the mask forms a barrier to the entrance of the coronavirus into your, your nasal cavity and your oral cavity. That helps a lot. The social distancing, as much as possible. I know it's very hard, but at least put some distance between you and your nearest person next to you, something we're not accustomed to. And hand washing, you know, sanitization, common surfaces, doorknobs, your phone, your computer, sanitize as often as possible. I think um, people are hit pandemic fatigue. It's been a year and more and of, of the restrictions. But those few steps, um, it's a small, it's a small step to making sure we stay alive for our family and our loved ones. Well, you mentioned something, pandemic fatigue. So that's what they call it. That's what you call when people, they stop social distancing, they stop washing their hands, they've grown accustomed, they heard a vaccine is out. So now they're not as careful and they're not, if you want to call it, scared, but we still have to do what's necessary so that we don't get this virus. So you've heard a lot from Dr. Jamila and... She has been able to answer these questions to clear up health, what we can do, staying in health, the COVID um, virus, what, what the vaccine actually does. Now, Dr. Jamila, what services do you provide and where can people reach you? My office is Bell Family Care. I'm a family medicine physician, take care of families. Um, my office is located number two, Randolph Telephone Street off the Eastern Main Road in Arima. Um, my telephone number at the office is 333-2455. I'll be happy to make an appointment for you. Um, I do, you know, I'm your family doctor, annual checkups, bi biannual checkups um, to make sure you're physically well and mentally well as well. Blood work. Anything you might need in addition to your physical consultation. And of course, if you need any specialist treatment, I will be happy to 
refer you to the right place where you need to go. Any kind of testing that you would need to make sure you are completely well um, in your body and your mind as well. Good. So we, both Dr. Jamila and I, we are both in the health and fitness or health and wellness field. And it's a very important field, especially with what's going on now in the world today. Dr. Jamila is able to diagnose, treat, and do many other things. And with respect to me being a fitness trainer, as well as a certified nutrition coach and certified coach as well, when we come together, there's so much more that we can do than any one person by themselves. It's called a synergy effect. So two people are able to do more, much, much more than just one person. So I'm going to leave Dr. Jamila's information in the show notes. And well, of course, you know, you all have access to me. And one of the things that I usually would tell people to do is to make sure they got a medical clearance to make sure, you know, they try and get some form of blood work done so that when you start exercising, there's no complications or there's no sort of issues that we're now going to have to deal with in the future. All right. So when Dr. Jamila and myself, we work together, you go to her, you get your blood work done, you get your checkup, and then she sends you to me. There's so much more that we're able to accomplish, so much more we're able to do. Right. So reach out to Dr. Jamila. And if you want to work with both of us together, you can reach out to me as well, right? So we said a lot today on the podcast and Dr. Jamila, I'd like to thank you for being a guest right here on the Supreme Holistic Fitness Podcast. Thank you very much, Kian. It was a pleasure. And three quick things before we wrap up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share this episode. And if you'd like to join a growing online fitness community, you can become a part of my Facebook group and follow me on Instagram. Lastly, subscribe to my blog and get a free copy of my ebook, Seven Steps to Actually Crush Your Fitness Goals. My goal is to help transform you using a changed mindset, good nutrition, and effective exercise without sacrificing your time. And helping you to stay consistent. Talk to you soon.